build, and we've been talking about it. It's been all over Facebook and all over our social media that we're going to bring a new vision, a new vision focus to the church. And then we had Dennis come along, and, and through all the damage that, that he's done, um, and then I had loads of text messages, people phoning me, oh, we won't be able to get there, we won't be able to get there, and um, we need to postpone, postpone it. And I said, well, people will be arriving to hear something. So we are going to ha- have the first part, and I'm going to talk to you a bit about that. Um, and then perhaps we'll do some more bit in depth le- next week. So this is why I said we might have a shorter service, but you know, we'll see what happens. So I'll tell you how all this came about. Last year, um, Claire and myself went to a, a sort of leaders' summit over in Bristol. And we were listening to some really world-class leaders speaking. Um, they, were, they were on a video feed, so they weren't there in, in person. I think to get these people there would have been mega, mega expensive because they were world leaders in their field, entrepreneurs, all Christians, but really top-class speakers who speak into businesses as well. And they were talking about vision and the future and what motivates you, and we had to talk in our teams, um, and we went back to our team, Claire and I, that was our team, and we had to ask each other questions, what, what motivates you? And Claire asked me that question, what motivates you? What is your vision for the church? Um, and for years, you know, we've got a vision, you can go on our website, you can ask me, and we got it all written down, and, and we got the strap line seen, heard, and felt, haven't we? And, and you can palm out a vision, but I stopped, and I said to Claire, I said, you know, I could, I could say all that. I said, but my heart, what I really want and what I've always wanted is to build people. It's all about people. Yeah. And you can see, our vision that we've had and the strapline that we've got on, on all our documentation, um, on our website, is to be seen, heard, and felt in this city. We wanted Jesus to be seen, heard, and felt through us as a church. And you know what God has been saying to me as as I've been praying about this? We've we've virtually done that. We've almost, I think we have achieved that vision. People know who we are. People have seen who we are. They've felt who we are, especially over the last couple of years since the fire. You know, we've been in the car park. We were all over the news. I would never have dreamt of being all over the, the news, would you have? Having a, one of our services? We were down in, in uh, Friars Walk. People know who we are. I've been interviewed by so many different TV outlets and newspapers. The mayor knows me uh, on site. If I'm walking through town, the mayor gives me a wave. Why? Because we've been known. We are known. And because we are known, he is known. Our, our projects that we run, especially the sanctuary, it has become a, a standard for other services in this city. We are discussed in council groups. We, are, we get r- referrals from other non-government organizations, even government organizations. We are known. So as I was praying about this, the Lord said, that 
that vision to be seen, heard, and felt. How's it going? I felt, yeah, we're probably there. We've probably done that. When does a vision stop becoming a vision? It's when you've achieved it, isn't it? And I think we virtually have achieved that in this city. We could say, well, we want to be known worldwide. We could go for big things. We, we could, or we could plod on the same. I could say that we are, our vision is going to be to plant new churches everywhere. You know, but that, that's not what God has given me. I was really praying about planting a church in the Bahamas <laughs> or some other exotic land, but God hasn't said that. No, no. It could be about publishing material and, and doing all these, but that's not what God has laid on my heart. I believe our new focus is going to be far more simple. It's almost going, it's going back to basics of what we are here for as a church. You see, the early church didn't have massive programs and projects. They just made disciples. And they loved people. And this is all God is saying to me. It's about people. It's all about people. It's about building people. It's about loving people. It's about caring for people. I tell you what, it's about noticing others. How many of us can be here, even here today, and we'll go home and we haven't even noticed someone else? And I tell you what, I'm, I'm the most guilty of that. Sometimes we'll get home and my wife, who is far more people person than I am, she'll say, oh, so-and-so didn't seem too good today. I said, well, it seemed all right to me. You know? I didn't notice so-and-so wasn't there today. Haven't been there for three weeks. Well, were they? I'll go, what? what? I didn't know. We've got to start noticing each other. We've got to start loving each other. We've got to start caring for each other. We've got to start walking with each other. We've got to start doing life more with each other. And this is what God has just been laying on my heart. It's about people. God's heart is not massive programs. You will still have programs, don't worry. We'll still have projects to do and stuff. But God's heart is not all about that. It's about you and me and others. God is the most people person I'd ever known. You would ever know. That's how we build. How do you build community? By building people. And so, our new focus is going to be people-based. And we've got a new strap line. If you want a new strap line, here it is. Building people to build community. How do we do it? How do we do that? You do it by being Christ-centered and Bible-based. So, we are going to be people builders. And that's what I want to be. That has been my heart since I became a pastor, which was many moons ago now. And we, we've done it through projects and programs, and we've done it by being the church who wants to be seen and heard. But now, I really feel we've got to get back to basics. And you know what? When God laid this on my heart, I've been 
talking to other leaders and, and praying with other leaders a lot lately, and even listening to podcasts and, and reading stuff, God is saying this to so many people. He's saying, don't forget people. And all your projects and all your programs, don't forget disciples. Make disciples. You know, I believe that this year, will be the year when more and more leaders will be attempting to build people. Disciple-making movements. That's what we are. We're a disciple-making movement. That's the church. Rather than the, the, the corporate church, the CEO-led church, the huge multi-thousand people church. That's great. But are they making disciples? Are they people-focused? I don't care how big the church is. If you're people-focused, fantastic. If you're just project-focused, it's not what God is all about. He's about people. So I'll give you some verses of Scripture. And we've gone through this systematically over the last couple of months. Um, as leaders, we've prayed about it. I've, I've laid this out before them. We met all the heads of different departments and, and different, uh, all the link groups last week. And we, we went through it there and we prayed about it. Because, and now I'm bringing it to you as the church. And next week, and the week after that, Claire's going to be bringing about how we build community as well. Because once you build a person, that person then is able to build someone else. And it, it carries on like that. So you have an influence over your sphere. Your world. So build. Let's have a look at that. Ephesians 4 verse 12 talks about ministry gifts. It talks about gifts that Christ has given to the church. The apostles, the, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. He's put all these gifts within the church. And this is what it says. This is the reason why they're in the church. Ephesians 4 verse 12. These ministry gifts are in the church to equip his people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built. Your version may, be, may say something like to perfect the saints. If you've got an older version. The newer versions say to build the saints. So first of all, what I say to that and what I see in that and what I said to the leaders and those who have these giftings within them, the primary purpose of people like me and people who lead and people who teach is not to go and convert sinners, but to build the saints, to build, to equip. Christ puts within the church certain people and certain giftings and gifting streams that build other people. Build people. This in turn encourages everyone else to look out for their neighbor, to build the other people around them. Let's have a look at another verse of scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 11. Paul is writing to the church. And this is to everyone. This is to all of us. And he says, therefore, encourage one another 
and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. In another place, he writes this, Romans 12 and verse 2. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. So all of us have a responsibility to build each other, to love each other, to care for each other, to look out for each other, to notice each other. Claire and I were talking this week and praying together because she's going to bring the, the part on community next week. And I'm sure I'll, I'm not going to steal much of your thunder by saying this. But do you feel just in society that we've lost the sense of community? It's disappeared, isn't it? Those who are a bit older. Those who are younger might not even understand. But those who are a bit older here. And I'm saying maybe my age and a bit older. That includes you and you. I'm looking around, yeah. You really know what community was, don't you? When you especially if you lived in the, wa- in the valleys of South Wales. You'd know. How many know that all their neighbors? I don't. You know? And I'm sure Claire's going to say a bit more about this. I'm, I don't want to say too much about it. But all our doors used to be open when we were kids. We were in and out of everyone's home. Everybody knew everybody. That's community. We've lost it. Why? Because we live in a society that's fast. That's easily accessible. Yeah, I could talk to someone over across the world. Yeah, here we go. Done. That's community these days, isn't it? Instead of putting your arm around someone, hugging someone, having a coffee with someone, helping someone when they're in need. Do you know how to defeat a strong army? Divide and conquer. Separate them up. Make them individuals. Not walking together. Not working together. Not fighting together. Not looking out for each other. And do you know what that is? The basics of building community. Church. This word build that I've been reading, the Greek word is a fantastic word. Okidomi. Okidomi. All right. Okidomi monion. Okidimion. However you want to say it. And it means this. The act of one who promotes another's growth. Look out for someone else. It's all me, me, me today, isn't it? Look after yourself. But this word, build others up, is all about looking at. Have you ever noticed when you're on a, on a cruise or on a, or an aeroplane and they do that little safety instruction which you all ignore? One of the things they say is before you attempt to help anyone else, make sure you've got your life raft on. Life raft? Life jacket. You know, how can we help others if we're not right ourselves? We get ourselves right to help others. How do we get ourselves right? By being Bible-based, Christian, Christ-centered. That's what he put inside us. He's teaching us. With me in your life, you build other Christians. You build community. You love each other. 
the greatest commandment that Jesus Christ ever gave us was love God, love others. This is the greatest. First is God in our lives. Then others. Everyone. So our concern is for everybody. Individuals building individuals. And when that happens, what do you get? Automatically, you get community. So we all have a responsibility here. It's not just the leaders, the leaders of these groups, the leaders of these projects. It's not just them. It's not just the people who stand at the front here, who preach or teach. It's not just them. Each of us has a role to play. And just like I, I said to the leaders a couple of weeks ago, you may never see the full impact of what you've done in someone's life. You may just be planting seeds. You may plant a seed in someone that you may never see the fruit of it. You may never see it grow. But you're responsible for planting the seed. We need to build people. Build community. So everything we do now is going to be people-focused, people-based, loving people, caring for people. And a lot of us, me included, have got to have drastic changes in our lives to look out for people more. I think it was only uh, last year, those of you who come to Epic, Lawrence and I sat down and, and we said, this is how we should be as guys together, because the guys are the worst, I've got to be honest. If you put something on for the women, oh, they, they love it. They're all there, and they're always hugging each other and crying and looking out for each other. Blokes don't, do they? They can't even plan next week. If you say to a, if you say to a few blokes, should we have a meeting next week? Oh, all right, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, uh, well, I can't put that in my diary. It's too far ahead, you know? Remember, we, we tried to organize a chip supper, didn't we? And someone forgot to get the chips. <laughs> I think sometimes we need the women to organize us. But blokes, we've got to look out for each other as well. We're the worst for it. We've got to care for each other. It's not mamby-pamby. It's not soft to say we've got to love each other. The brotherly love. <laughs> that type of love, right? Yeah. Band of brothers type love. See, our new vision is going to be all about people but not necessarily forgetting projects, not necessarily forgetting programs, because we, we will love people through our projects on our programs, all our, our things that we do, all our, our house groups, our link groups, our youth, our older groups, every group that we run, we'll all be thinking people, people, people. How do we look after people? And it won't be just... One or two of us going home saying, oh, so-so didn't feel too good today. Everyone will be, you okay? Everyone? It's going to be crazy over this year. We'll all be hugging each other. Are you all all right? Everyone all right? We've got to change our mindset, boys. Get back to basics. I know, I know Richard sat at the back there. It's all about discipleship, isn't it, Richard? He's been talking to me about it for a long time. This is what it's about. Discipleship. We might call it mentoring these days. But it's walking with someone. We don't have to have programs for discipleship. 
is picking the phone up saying, hey, are you okay? Fancy coffee? Are you in town? Fancy climbing a mountain with me? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Walking with someone. And it's, it's being able to say, hey, I don't feel too good today. I might ring someone. Pick the phone up for anybody in the church. Imagine people do that. And they go, I'm there. What do you want? Why, why do you want to be there? Because I love you. Because <laughs> I care for you. Because I look out for you. That verse of scripture in Ephesians 4 says to equip God's people to do his work. There is an equipping. Those who are, those gifts will, will equip people. What I'm doing right now is equipping, saying these are the scriptures. This is what the Bible says. This is what God is saying. It's equipping people to build people. We have every possible advantage. We've got everything we need in the Word of God and what He's given us through His Holy Spirit to live lives of love, to live lives full of knowledge, just to live a better life. He's given us everything. And part of my job and the job of those that are leading is to equip people with the right tools. Bible-based tools, Christ-centered tools, so that everyone can live a balanced life. And when I say balanced, I mean balanced, not off one end or off the other end. Balanced on the Word of God. There's an armory set out, and, and this week, those of us who, who come together on Thursday night, we've been going through in our link groups, that's our home groups, We've been going through um, the prayer course, which is all around the Lord's Prayer. And it culminated on Thursday night. We did the last one. And it was all about spiritual warfare. And they talked about Ephesians 6 and the armor of God. Put it on the armor of God. And when you put the armor of God, you, you put on truth. You put on righteousness. You put on the gospel. You put on faith. You put on salvation. You put on the word. All of these things are equipment to live a life that is God-centered. It's Bible-based. Now, we have the keys to that armory. He's given us the keys. All we have to do is open it and say, Lord, I want that. I want it. Like I was talking last week. And I said, it's when we yield and say, I want it, that he says, come and get it. He will not force anything upon us. So when we say, Lord, I, I want more of that. I want more of this. I want your salvation. I want the truth. I want more faith. He's there with it. It's for us. We have the keys. But this is not just spiritual things. This is a very practical thing as well. And I want to read a, a, a series of verses here from Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. Starting at verse 3. And note how as he is unfolding this, he is saying these things should be in your life. You should add these things to your life. This is what he says. 2 Peter 1 and verse 3. 
by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patience, endurance and patience, endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I want to be productive. I want to be useful. I don't know about you. I don't think if I asked anyone, you would say, well, no, I want to be useless. Or I want to be unproductive. We all want to be productive, don't we? We all want to be useful. So we've got to add these things into our life. I've said it before. It's like having a new phone. And when you get your new phone, you add-ons, don't you? You put add-ons to it. Apps. And they enhance your life. Make it better. Because you've got this special add-on. This is what the Christian life is like. Add moral excellence. And when you've added moral excellence, add some knowledge. Get into the into the scriptures and, 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 and work things out. Get some knowledge in there. Then get some self-control added onto that. Then download a bit of uh, brotherly affection. That doesn't mean just loving your brother. That means loving each other. Working together. Helping each other. Empowered and equipped people make a difference. We've looked at what building people are. We looked at equipping, what that means. We have the keys. Now, those who are empowered, those who are equipped, they make a difference. So once you're empowered, once you're equipped, you'll make a difference. People will notice you. They will notice there's something different about you. They will notice that empowerment when you've added all these things to yourself, when you've engaged in, in some opening of the armory and taking out a certain part of this armory and adding this and adding that, getting that bit of knowledge, that godliness, that brotherly love for each other, people will notice there's a difference. You will want to pray more. You will want to worship more. You'll want to support each other more. You'll be looking out for your neighbor more. You'll be more concerned with that person in work more. Why? Because you'll become more of a people person. Remember, it'll be God, people. God, people. That's what Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And love others as yourself. You'll become stronger. You'll become Bolder. I've always 
and I don't know whether I'm going to go right into this now, but I've always admired the, the story in 2 Samuel in the Old Testament, 2 Samuel 23, David's mighty men. I love the story. You can first read about these men that come around David in 1 Samuel 22. And it talks about them. They were, they were distressed. They were discontented. They had debts. They were just a, a ragtag band of people. They weren't, they weren't an army. They were just your everyday average person with all their stresses, all their worries, all their distresses, all their debts. I wasn't even going to say they were outcasts, but they were just people. Much like us, really, isn't it? With all our stuff and the baggage that we carry sometimes. They were just ordinary people. Can't say that they were, and the Bible doesn't describe them as particularly special in any way. But they came around David. And as David began to work with them and pray with them, and he began to empower them, and they began to listen, he unveiled and opened up all this different equipment that they could have spiritually. And they became different people. They grew. And probably next week, I'm going to just look at a few of these, these people, who they were and what happened to them. But it talks about them. And these people, it says they became mighty men. Mighty. They became motivated. They became purpose-driven. And that's what we are. That's who we are. From being just ordinary people, we can become empowered. And we can empower other people. When we were on this um, summit course, and that we did, some of these great speakers, they were saying something that was going against the grain of what has been said for years. This one woman got up. She was a Christian entrepreneur. She's now making millions. And her first words to everyone sat there was, you're all just average. Just ordinary people. You know, normally you go, you are mighty. You can do whatever you want. Remember there, people used to say that? The message from all these great speakers was, you're average. You're ordinary. But you can become mighty. The one guy got up and he said, you've heard it said, we, we reach for the, we go for the stars. You can be whatever you want. He said, I'm telling you just to reach the next step. Just the next rung of the ladder. And I thought, well, this is flying in the face of what I've heard for all my life. You know, people are saying, you can be whoever you want to be. You can reach up there. Remember that people say that? All these great speakers now, these great entrepreneurs, these multi-million theirs who run co corporations, they say, just reach the next step. Because when you've reached the next step, you go for the next step. You go for something achievable. Just do enough to get to the next step. I thought, wow, that's how we build people. You build by saying, yeah, you can be mighty, but just go for the next step. 
go for the next step. When you're on the next step, go for the next one. Go for the next one. Because we can all achieve that, can't we? And then by the time you're up there, you're looking back and saying, that's where I was. But when I was here, if someone says, well, you could be up there, I go, oh, no, I can't. Not me, no. But if someone said, you can be there, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I could, yeah. Goals, targets, building. How do you build? You build one step at a time. You build a brick upon brick. Here a little, there a little. Line upon line. Not all together, not in one lump. So let's build each other up. It says of David's mighty men, it says that each one of them was mighty in their own way. They all had different gifts, different talents, but they were mighty in their own way. When they were together, they were a mighty army. But it also says that individually, they did exploits. I love that. Imagine coming together as an army like this, the church. I loved it last year when we all, well, lot, not all of us, but a lot of us got together in the, um, the leisure center, about a thousand of us, just the local church, just ordinary people, but an army. Imagine coming perhaps in a couple of weeks' time or whatever and, and saying, wow, I was in my work this week and never get what happened. I was in school this week. You never guess what happened. Like me last week. I was on a train last week. You never guess what happened. Some incredible things happened. God came down in that train carriage. As, an, as a body of people, we are mighty. But as individuals, you can do exploits. Building people. Because when we build people, it builds community. Now, that's basically it in a nutshell. I could stop here, but we've got a lot more to say about it. And, and next week, I'll probably bring how we're we going to do this. I can't just bring a preach like this and go, there we go, that's what we're doing. You probably forget it by next week. This has to be our DNA. This has to be our culture. This has to be our, our mindset. It has to cascade through us. We need to be known as a people, a church, everyone needs to be known. The church, they're all about people. They're all about building people. They're all about loving people. And why? Why are they like that? Because that is God's heart. God's heart is for people. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there because I've got quite a bit more to say about David's mighty men. And I, perhaps I'll do that next week. Because there's lessons we can learn from them. And next week I'll also say about how we're going to do that. And how we're going to do it through our different groups and projects. Should we stand and pray? Perhaps Lawrence can come and we'll end on, on one song. But that's, that's what God's laid on my heart.